Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are now listening to the As Told by Reese podcast. I am your host, Reese, and my co-host over here is also Reese, because it's just me. But that's fine, because that means we get to know each other better, me and you. Or you and I. Doesn't matter. Either way, you're here with me now, and that's all that matters. And we have a lot to get through in a little bit of time, so sit back, relax, and please enjoy your ride. I want to start off today by talking about how to find one's voice and what finding one's voice even means. I started podcasting little, well at this point a lot over a year ago and steadily making episodes once a month, once every couple of weeks, trying to really find my rhythm. Some of them I recorded and I loved the way I sound, others not so much, I wasn't so hot on it, but I felt that I was getting into a rhythm. Then life happens, too long, don't read. I stopped. Stopped cold turkey. And not because I ran out of ideas. No, plenty of ideas. I had plenty of ideas abound. But just something about delivery that never struck the right chord with me. I mean, after all, this podcast was never supposed to be me by myself. Originally, this thing was set up for a partnership very wonderful, talented, incredible young lady that has been my friend for a long time now. And we just have this really dynamic comedy styling together. We could throw things off of each other. We seem to think we were funny and other people seem to think we were funny as well. So we had kicked about the idea of how are we going to deliver our funny or our brand of whatever to the masses. So we came up with a podcast among other things and Things happen in her life that made her unable to do a podcast, which was cool, which was cool. But I was waiting for her to be able to get a podcast started in order for me to do a podcast. Well, I waited and waited and waited and then saw if I could piecemeal a podcast together. Like, hey, you know what? Just hop in a part time, give 10 minutes so people can get familiar with who you are, so by the time that you become a permanent partner, they're not just like, who's this stranger coming out of nowhere? Well, I mean, if you heard the first episode of this thing, then you know the the original plan was to have a partner, but it just never materialized. Life got in the way, as it always does. But that left me in a bit of a bind, because I'm like, do I try to deliver material just riffing on things and what kind of style would I have so to speak that I want to be funny that I want to be serious that I want to be informative that I want to be opinionated that I want to be controversial that I want to be happy-go-lucky I had no idea because as a creator or a creative or as even as a person as an individual we all have these competing forces inside of ourselves and each other Now, I did know that I wanted to be different, whatever that means. I just wanted something different from my podcast. Not necessarily something that would set me apart, but something that I would be like, yeah, this is what I want to talk about. Because 
that's why I'm doing a podcast in the first place, because I want to talk about things I want to talk about. And that's always been central to what my topics are and even how I deliver them. But for me, it was that it was that fork in the road from that one episode is do I keep talking about topics and kind of kind of just go along, give my opinion on them, give something surface or do I try to deliver something deeper with more meaning for me? Do I let people know an even deeper layer of my brain that usually doesn't really show on the surface? And what I decided to go with is I've said, you know what, let me jump the shark. If a pod, if your own podcast is not a place where you can be your authentic self, then where? Because after all, I'm not trying to monetize this. It's a billion podcasts out there. What's one more on the pile going to be? But wouldn't it be cool if someone, anyone, ever picks this up, listens to it, and is like, wow, this is different. This is, I can't explain why it's different. It's just different. He's authentically him, yet different in a way that makes me interested in knowing more about what him or what he's talking about or he's insane but I like the ride then I thought how best to deliver it um extemporaneous off the cuff something written with deep rich stories and that's what I decided on I said let me start typing out a lot of the things I want to say during my podcast with some ad libs with some other things off the top of the head but to really drive home a narrative as if I was telling a story to you whoever's listening whether it be that one listener or the millions of listeners I'll have someday and I did that for a handful of episodes believe about three of them two or three and I really enjoyed writing them out and delivering them like that. The biggest problem with that is twofold. First, it takes a long time to write out those scripts and then deliver that monologue, that dialogue, that just me to you brain dump. And number two, it felt like it took something away from my delivery style. My delivery style, while fine, felt a little less fluid and a little bit more robotic to me. I wanted to, because although I wanted it to sound like a story, sometimes it would come across as me reading a report. I'm like, mm, that's not what I want. That is not what I'm trying to deliver. So I'm going to a more just freestyle of style. I have ideas about things that I want to talk about and how I want to talk about them, but it's not going to be perfect because I'm legitimately just coming off the top of my head with these things. But these are things I do think about, so it's not like I'm pulling it out of thin air. I'm just pulling it out of less thick air. Because as I'm submitting my podcast to this place, and that place, and your place, and my place, and this platform, and this DSP, and this group, this network, the question always comes back, what is your podcast about? And I will never have the best answer for that because it's a podcast about anything and when someone looks at you like what anything like yeah anything except relatively current events because i have no interest so until further notice you're stuck with me just me and you for the foreseeable future and i might go back to the written way but i might not 
might blend it somehow, but I'm going to have to work on my skills in order to do that to make it seem both seamless, effortless, and also informative. Speaking of informative, I try to pack my episodes with enough information definitions to let you know, hey, yeah, I do look up some things and I want to be informational and I don't want it to always sound like I'm just pulling things out of my... Anyway, but I don't want to get into the habit of over-defining things because it takes away from what I'm trying to do. I try to define things enough to deliver a point, but never to hammer the point home to the point of bludgeoning because I just think it's unnecessary for what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make sure you enjoy what you're listening to. So I don't want to just overbog you with information like a cyclopedia. I think with certain podcasts or certain delivery systems, that's amazing and that's fantastic. I have too short attention span forever that to, forever to ever make that stick permanently. Nope. Definition, some terms, and then I'm out. That is what you'll get from me from now on. Bad Scottish accent, sorry. But at least I try. <laughs> Can't blame me for trying. So this is going to sound strange, but I am actually not that opinionated in real life over the internet. I know what you're thinking. Hey, you do a podcast where you do nothing but give your opinion. Yeah, but about things that are like a bit, mm, I'd say off the cuff or off the beaten path, maybe. But on social media, all of them, Twitter, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Everyone has a message. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone has a strong opinion about everything. It's not that I don't have a strong opinion about everything. It's I'm tired of getting into internet debates. There's generally no winners on internet debates. It just becomes like battle rap. You have your side versus this side. And a lot of times there could be a side that's clearly right or wrong. But in internet space, what does that mean? It's... And it becomes either you're in an echo chamber or a shouting match. And I personally have no interest in either of them. Which is funny to hear. Because if you knew me, you'd think I love arguing. No, 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 no. Not anymore. Not online. The most I do online is troll. Yeah, I troll a lot. But in a joking way. And I try to make it as obvious as possible that I'm trolling. And I never troll anything too serious because... Hey, serious matters is serious matters. It's not that I don't have opinions. It's I feel what's the need to share them online for me personally. I've shared plenty of opinions online since online's been a thing. And I'm kind of tired of it. I'm tired of seeing and hearing my own opinion about things that I'll keep saying until I'm blue in the face. And what's it really going to change? If I really, if someone really wants to know my religious or my political or my racial or any of those type of opinions, that can be a one-on-one conversation. I have strong opinions and I have uh, points to back it up, definitions, data, etc., etc. But I tend to stay away from all of that online. Frankly put, there's already enough of that going around. I'm like, I could put my one voice to the millions and billions of voices out there. But what's it going to matter? What difference will my specific voice make unless I'm willing to do something about it? 
I'm not judging anyone else for how they decide to live their online lives. Just letting you know what I do. Even on Instagram, social media, where pictures, I don't post that many pictures just because, hey, my face is pretty much the same as it was yesterday and it's going to be the same tomorrow. I know eventually over time my face will change. You'll be like, ooh, who's that guy? But I don't have enough poses and faces to make it that interesting for me to post over and over and over again. I think my thoughts about the things less traveled are a lot more interesting to me than the things I think about what I see on TV or what I hear on the news or what I ingest about the next biggest, greatest, baddest injustice in social or current events. Just my opinion. I have tons of opinions. I'm a very opinionated person. But opinions are like noses. Everybody's got one and you shouldn't be picking away at others or your own really or something. I don't know if I really have a point there. I just don't have much of a social media presence in that way. And here's why. Early Twilight Zone for those of us I'm not even old enough to remember it because they always played in reruns. But for those of us that have ever been lucky enough to catch those early episodes of The Twilight Zone, many, many, many of those episodes were dealing with somebody thinking that they were alone, either physically, mentally, or emotionally. Like the one episode, this poor downtrodden guy who works at a bank, kind of tired of everyone, gets beaten up by everyone, really doesn't really like people all that much. Somehow, the road ends, but because he was locked in a safe, he survived. I'm not doing the story any justice. You should really just watch the episode. But thanks to that, he was the only man on Earth, last man on Earth left, period. At first, he was very sad about this and wanted to kind of end it. And who can blame him, given that it's just him. There's no hope for humanity. And he was just about to do that until he found something that would make living worthwhile. You see, this gentleman was an avid reader of books. He was a lover of books. He loved to digest books, stories, information, everything. And now, with no job to worry about, no people to have to report to, no one else to take care of, he had all the time in the world to read. Unfortunately... He was a glasses wearer, and of course, irony would have it, his glasses fell down, and they broke. And because there's no one else in the world, there's no one around to fix them. So he is not in the best position. And essentially, that's how the episode ends. Just him distraught, because all the time in the world to read, but no ability to do so. All the time to do something. And not the ability to do so. I identify this in a lot of ways. In fact, too many ways to count. I feel that sometimes I have all the time in the world to do something. And not the ability to do it. Here's a riddle for you. What's right in front of your face when you're not looking for it. But the moment you really need it, it's gone. Well, for you, that could be a lot of things. But for me, it's inspiration. When... I need inspiration as a creative when I sit down to write something, to practice my guitar, to really create that, that screenplay that I've been talking about, to even edit and upload videos, and yes, even to write out the script for my podcast. I'm not 
always inspired to do so at that time. And for me, my best work comes when I'm inspired. The only problem is that I can't help when I'm inspired. I can't, there's no timing, as all of us. There's no, oh, I'm working and now I'm inspired. Sometimes it's like that. Other times it's it's the middle of the night and I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, inspiration. Here it goes. My keys, my wallet, sometimes even my phone. When I'm looking for something, it's often misplaced. When I'm not looking for something, it's always on me. The same thing with inspiration. That's why it's taking me so long to crank out more podcast episodes. I could have a bunch more episodes, and I should have a bunch more episodes. But by the time I'm ready to write or sit down and put some things into the microphone so I can put it out in the atmosphere for it to be listened to by the one person that listens to me and then forgotten forever, by the time I get all that set up, I just, I need to do something else or I'm bored or I'm tired or I'm hungry or I'm sleepy. I'm so many other things that even if I have all the time in the world, for some reason, I don't have enough time for this, even though I love it and I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about creating. It's still just not quite the time. And with certain things, I'm getting better at forcing it out, even when it's not the time, but others, I'm still severely far behind. And that's something I want to change, something I want to get better at, because I've created many things that I love, but I still have so many things that I love that I've started to create that aren't there yet, but I'll regret if I don't get it out there. Just like our meek and mild guy in the Twilight Zone show that I was referencing earlier. But here's the thing also. Sometimes when I read everyone's opinion or hear it or listen to it, I see how everyone is behaving and doing everything. I'm like, am I alone on this earth? I already know I'm the only one that thinks exactly like me, just like everybody else is the only person that thinks exactly like them. But then I start thinking, am I the only normal person and is everybody else weird? Why? Just because they don't think like me. No one thinks like me. So either I'm strange and everyone else is normal or everyone else is strange and I'm normal. And really, I feel like I have a 50-50 shot at that. Let's keep it honest. But that thought in itself would be the much more frightening reality. You being the normal person while everyone else in the world is nuts or crazy. That's a much more frightening reality than everyone else being normal and you being the crazy. Because if you're the only normal and everyone else is crazy, then you're actually the only crazy and everyone else is normal. And sometimes I feel that way because I'm thinking, hey, what I think I know, I believe to be as objectively truthful as possible. And then I see things that say, hey, no, it's not. Or I hear opinions that are like, hey, no, it's not. And I'm like, well, logically that makes objective sense. And then those ideas are met with such resistance that I have to reconsider, maybe it's me, maybe I'm the crazy one. And if that's the case, a boom boom, ain't it great to be crazy? Because what makes reality, reality? Is it the perception of reality that makes reality, reality? 
or the absolute truth or reality that makes reality reality. Because my perception of reality or the reality of a specific situation, topic, etc., is not the same as someone else's perception of the reality of point zero. So if we can't come into a consensus on what the reality of reality is, then what's really real? Nothing? Everything? Something? What's the baseline? I don't know. Do you? For example, sometimes things are exactly what they appear to be, but they could also be something else. It's a matter of perspective. Every day, people use things as intended, but also not exactly as intended. But based on whose attention? Right now, I'm sitting on a chair. But if I move that chair to underneath my light bulb and change my light bulb, take it out and put it in, I've used that as a, a ladder of some sorts. I was able to climb up on the chair to take care of something. Obviously, it is a chair, and that's what it was intended to use, but it's also a ladder. Think about a bird, right? A bird is just a flying creature. But it's also been used as a messenger, both in, <laughs> in, both in the real world and on Twitter. But it can also be used for pest control, eating the really pesky bugs, like that lanternfly that's around. But it's also, at its core... A flying creature. It's all the same thing, but different things at the same time. Matter of perspective. So for our gentleman from the Twilight Zone story, he had relatively unlimited time, up to whatever his life's remaining lifespan is going to be. So he had time to do anything he wanted, but not enough time to do what he needed. But you look at it, for everyone else, it was the end of their world, period. For him, it could really have been just the beginning of his brave new world. But even, let's take a look at our concept of time. And since you've been such a good listening audience, we're going to do a definition. Time is the indefinite continued progress of existence and events in the past, present, and future regarded as a whole. Blah. So, conceptually, what time is, is a measurement. But also, conceptually, time is a concept. All of our relationships with time is different. Every single one of us. Because I can only experience my time. I can't experience yours and vice versa. So, why does time move so slow in certain circumstances while so fast in others? It's technically the same unit of measurement. But it's our interpretation of it that transforms. It's our interaction with it. A really famous saying is, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. But that's not possible, because we're all different people. I think a better way of saying it is that we all have our individual 24 hours in a day. Mm, I guess that's not as catchy. How about, we all have 24 hours in a day. And speaking of my 24 hours... Lately, I've been attempting to use it in a much more efficient manner. And while I can't say it's been much more efficient, I can say I've been somewhat more efficient, which is an improvement for me. My biggest problem is I'm a creative that has to use some operating skills in order to best maximize my time and ability. Because while I'm a creative person, I haven't made money off of any of my creative endeavors, so 
I'm just a creative person that needs a steady source of income. So I somehow have to balance my creative and my professional and somehow make it work. And a lot of times for my brain energy and my actual energy, they compete. I have Virgo energy and a short attention span. It's not a great place inside here, but some way, somehow I'm going to make it work. So instead of talking about the things that I plan on doing or I want to do, I'm just quietly going about it, which is different for me. I usually talk about my hopes and dreams and they never come to fruition. So I'm going to try something different. I'm just quietly work on them and keep working and keep working. And then at some point, if they come out there, you see them or you hear them or you hear about me or you see me, you're like, oh, I guess he achieved what he was set out to what he was setting out to do. And when I've achieved all that I wanted to achieve and I've completed all that I want to complete it. And at that point, we can say job well done. Unless, of course, the job isn't over and I haven't completed the things that I want to complete and done things I want to do. Not totally yet. And at that point, will I feel like I've made it? Well, maybe, but maybe not. It's all a matter of perspective. Speaking of time, I believe it is time to go. For a simple reason, I said we had a lot to get through and a little time to get there, and it looks like I've been running for a long time now. And I don't want to run for much longer. I'll have a lot to talk about, and hopefully you'll come back in future episodes and listen to what I have to say. But if not, thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for spending this moment in time with me, because your time is precious, and no matter how you decide to spend it, I don't think it's a waste. And thank you so very much for listening to the As Told by Reese podcast. As always, I'm your host, Reese, and he is also your host, Reese, because it's just me and it's just you. So until next time, take care and enjoy the ride. Bye.